With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network, as we welcome you in. It's a big week. It's Thanksgiving week here, not just on the network, but again, oh, I got my pick in for bets giving. You can follow along. Go to vsin.com or go to DraftKings. Join the group. I can give you the spoiler alert. I'm going to win, but me and Dustin against our colleagues, bets giving, we can go ahead and throw it up. It's our second annual. Good job, Goulet. Good job, Mr. Mead and the crew putting this together. It's a little something, something, a little stuffing for the holidays as we say hi. That's the big guy on the right, Dustin Sweetelson, live from the D Bar Canada, downtown Las Vegas, Fremont Street. I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you in. I mentioned a huge week. Did you know that it is rivalry week in college football? I've actually ranked 10 rivalries coming up this weekend and their importance when it comes to the college football playoff picture. Of course, you have the game in Ann Arbor with Michigan hosting Ohio State. By the way, I have three specific reasons Michigan is going to pummel Ohio State. We'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. That number right now is four. Wipe the smile off your face, big guy, because I'm going to run circles around you when we get to that game. Also, the Iron Bowl. I think those are the two. People sleep a little bit on Oregon, Oregon State, because it's just not well known as the Iron Bowl or Michigan, Ohio State. You know, I've often talked about rivalries in Michigan. We used to load up the station wagon as a family. My dad would get off the post office. We'd all roll into the station wagon. We'd put the car top carrier on top of the wagon, and we'd drive down to Florida and hang out at my grandma's trailer outside of West Palm Beach, right? So we used to do that, and every time we drove through Ohio, what happened? You'd see the cherries in the rear view. We'd get pulled over because we had Michigan license plates. I tell you that because that's how much the rivalry means between Michigan and Ohio State. We got pulled over just because we were flashing Michigan plates. So, of course, the big game, both teams 11-0 undefeated, just like last year. Michigan's won two straight in the series. So we'll get to that one coming up. The Iron Bowl doesn't have the luster, big guy as others in the past. Now, we also have some action tonight, five games in the NBA to whet your appetite. And then we have two days from now, 
And I texted John Goulet. I'm so happy about this. We actually have the day off. Two days from now, we've got Thanksgiving, and we've got three games. I just want to give you the numbers quickly as far as the Thanksgiving games because we're watching the movement here. Green Bay at Detroit to kick it off early game. Seven and a half is the number. That's an interesting number, and we'll discuss why coming up in just a little bit. 47 on the total. You got the sandwich with Washington and Dallas. Washington with losses to Seattle and then a loss to your boy Salami DeVito at home. Takes a little bit of the luster in Dallas. Shout to Goulet, shout to Femi, shout to Ross. Dallas plays so well at home, you're going to see doubles. As a matter of fact, we're sitting 11, minus 11 with Dallas laying at 48 and a half on the total. Careful now, they're streaky, the commanders, but Howell can score. That kid is thrown for as many yards as anybody in football. It's fascinating. Bienemy, we'll talk about Bienemy and maybe the Chiefs missing out on the offensive play caller there in DC. The late game, San Francisco at Seattle on Thanksgiving. Right now, you got a number of six and a half. We had Steve Fezzik on the show last night, yesterday, excuse me, and he talked about why America's tease on Thanksgiving isn't a good idea, and that is San Francisco coming down to a half a point and Detroit coming down to a point and a half. San Francisco, six and a half at Seattle, 43 and a half on the total. Geno Smith, after maybe getting hit as hard as anybody's been hit in a decade, Aaron Donald, who continues, he's a top five defender of all time. He absolutely pummeled Geno Smith in that win, the Rams over Seattle this past weekend. But Geno Smith is listed as the starter. So that is on tap for Thanksgiving as we open it up. We've got a ton to do today. I've got Tom Brady, okay? I've got Tom Brady reliving the glory days, which is such a tired trope. But wait till you hear what Tom Brady had to say about current football and what's going on today. Matt Canada, he gone. Tomlin said, this is on me. Matt Canada has been fired as the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh, which only leads to one question. How come? Why? I didn't think anything was amiss. Seemed like it was a good relationship. It felt like Steelers fans were big on the offensive coordinator. Not at all. Of course, he had DTR, a rookie, beat the Steelers this past weekend. Kenny Pickett was outplayed by the fifth rounder. And Kenny Pickett, I think a lot of this has to do with a big question. And this is a question that completely just overrides everything as far as 32 NFL franchises. Like, what do you have at that position? The Jets are going through it. It's an identity crisis if you don't have a quarterback. And really where it starts to get confounding or it starts to get interesting is where you get to that year and a half point, like the Steelers. You know, Pickett starts last year. I think they started Trubisky to start the year, but he started most of the season, had a long runway, and then comes into this year. And there's been a regression. Now, you can point to Canada and use that as an excuse, but Pickett has regressed a little bit. you got to figure out, by the time this year is done, big guy, and we'll welcome in Dustin Sweetelson, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you're Mike Tomlin, you got to figure out what you have at quarterback. So Matt Canada, that's the news in the NFL, has been fired as the O.C., with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's cracking, big guy. All right. Well, are you proud of yourself? Bragging yes. on the air about running circles around me? You understand it sounds like I ran a marathon when I tie my shoes in the morning. Well, you are a donk. I thought you were going to say, are you proud of yourself for not using donk within the first five minutes of the program? <laughs> well, yes, I am. Thank you, you very much. Well, you just used it. Matt Canada is out. No surprise there. No, but like... 
look, I get everyone couldn't stand Matt Canada. He wasn't given much to work with with Kenny Pickett, but you can't fire quarterbacks. So you do something else because you got to figure out if Kenny Pickett's the dude or not. I can tell you right now he's not. I mean, I think I have a better arm than him, and I can't lift my arm all the way up. Like, that, that guy has no arm to be an NFL quarterback. He is a guy who looks like a quarterback when he doesn't go under center and doesn't have the ball in his hands because he's got long hair and people think like he has the build of some of these modern quarterbacks happening around the league like Herbert and Burrow and he, he reminds them of them. But he has no skills. Like there's nothing special about Kenny Pickett. And that's why the Steelers drafted him where they did. I still stand by the fact that the Steelers have a Mike Tomlin problem, Patrick. And that as long as Mike Tomlin's the head coach of the Steelers, you will never be bad enough to get a pick to get the quarterback that changes the direction of your franchise. Are you going to hit me with this shtick this early in the program? Are we going to talk about Mike Tomlin in a negative vein? Like, this no, no. is what you want to do right now. First off, I totally agree with you. Just to go back, I thought it was an apt take on Kenny Pickett. Nothing special. Nothing stands out. That's why in a bad draft, he fell to 16. Yep. And the Steelers were absolutely grasping for a local product. But the Mike Tomlin situation, you want to go ahead and zip it over there, big guy? Well, no, zip I'm it. saying he's too good. He, You can never tank as long as you have Mike Tomlin. All these teams get these picks because of, because of tanking. You're able to lose and then win because you have a high draft pick. Mike Tomlin, oh, like, makes up for so many deficiencies in your roster week in and week out with his ability to put the team in the right position that you're going to win games you shouldn't. And that's what they've been doing with Kenny Pickett, who's not a good quarterback. He's probably a bottom 10 quarterback. Like, I think he's he's in that Jordan Love category, honestly. Like, that's oh, where I he totally is. totally agree. Like he's and by the way, Jordan Love just he had the best game of his career against, and I guess it's not necessarily a stretch, but against the Chargers. But I totally agree with the analogy, Pickett and Love. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah, and by, by the way, both franchises in the same situation. They got to figure out what they have going into next year. I'd say the only thing the Steelers have working in their favor is if there is a disgruntled veteran quarterback that wants a change of scenery. They're one of the few organizations that will always be in the mix for that. But I don't know if that's their style. I don't know if that's what they're looking to do. We closed. That's the big guy, Dustin. You can find him. He's funny on Twitter. Sometimes. At Dustin Sweetelson. Just a couple of notes for today's program. Three hours. Sit back. Enjoy. If you have the week off because of Thanksgiving, enjoy the content today because we're but packed. Real Jake quick. Asbin. Yeah, go ahead. The week off. I noticed a lot of schools do the whole week off now. Maybe it's because I grew up where we had to have snow days baked in, but we did not have the, the, the full week off. We had Thursday and Friday off growing up, D didn't you? So what, why are you ratting on kids that have a week off? Like, are you, you want, are you gonna go into a participation trophy rant after this? No, it's just like- Are kids <laughs> soft these days? Did you used to climb a hill to get to school? No, get no but those kids become adults one day and think that they're supposed to take this week off too. Jake Asman is going to join us. You're clever. ESPN Radio New York. We'll talk about, of course, the Jets and the Giants. Will we see Aaron Rodgers? Brock Vereen. If you haven't seen Brock Vereen on the show, dude's got a great personality. He's going to join coming up in 51 minutes. Tim Jenkins, our quarterback guru, will join. And is it Tuesday, November 21st? I think it is. A little Berkey Tuesday, Tuesday. here on Sharp Money. What'd you say? Tuesday.
Tuesday. Uh, okay, now, uh, unders are 12-1. and one. We talked about it yesterday, just a preponderance of unders in primetime games. 12-1 and one on Monday Night Football, a 21-17 win for the Eagles. Something that just doesn't happen to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs went down yesterday, and that is leading at the half to come back to lose. We're going to discuss that when we come back. And I think part of what makes football popular is not just fantasy football and sports betting, it's the anticipatory nature. It's once a week. It's standalone. It's 17 games. There's a uniqueness to it. The physicality. Like everybody's into football. The ratings bear that out. But the other aspect of football that's slept on is it's pretty easy to diagnose. There's a reason the Chiefs haven't been atop anybody's power rankings this year. Like, they're defending champs. They have the best football player on the planet, yet everybody's looking for other teams to leapfrog the Chiefs when they went into last night sitting on seven wins and the best team in the AFC. Why? It's pretty easy. There's a very easy answer. And when we come back, we'll discuss and tell you why. Not only are the Chiefs not going to win a Super Bowl again, but their issues aren't being resolved this year. We'll come back and discuss a 21-17 win. Eagles over the Chiefs. By the way, that number closed Chiefs two and a half, but you could have got the three like we discussed with the Eagles yesterday on Sharp Money. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet $5 to get $150 in bonus bets instantly as a new customer at DraftKings. Just download the DraftKings app and use the promo code SHARP. Again, 5 bucks gets you $150. 
No sweat, same game parlay every day for everybody over at DraftKings. DraftKings, the crown is yours. We got you back here on Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we talked about rivalry week. And I've kind of ranked the rivalries on Patrick Maher, of course, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. So let's talk about some of these rivalries. And again, you've got a great top three matchup. And that is Michigan hosting Ann Arbor. It's going to be nuts, Ohio State. You want to go on a steamy roller coaster ride as far as the number? Check this out. So right now, we're sitting, of course, uh, Michigan lane three and a half total of 46. We'll get to the total coming up in just a bit because with this rivalry, the total has been fascinating, but how about this over at DraftKings? So they opened two and a half with Michigan laying it immediately. It got hit up to six. Okay. Think about that from two and a half all the way up to six. So we go three up to another key number of six. It starts to come back down and go Ohio state's way, big guy down to four and then continues to trickle down, down to where we sit right now at three and a half. That is, you don't generally see swings in a number like that specifically with a game like this without a major injury. I understand the JJ McCarthy news, but again, from six all the way down. Again, Michigan hosting this rivalry from six all the way down to three and a half. Now, a lot is on the line. It's not just about the college football playoff, but the Big Ten East will be decided in Ann Arbor on Saturday. I mentioned both teams 11-0. and It's what you hope for. Second straight year that both Ohio State and Michigan come into the matchup, big guy undefeated Michigan who had struggled for years and years and years. Trestle just absolutely owned the Wolverines. Michigan has now won two straight in the series. What's fascinating about this is you take a look at the total and we're sitting 46 and a half big guy. We've got sound from Harbaugh coming up in just a bit. 46 and a half. You know, the last time this rivalry stayed under 46 and a half. Oh God. Uh, it's gotta be at least, 12 years? It's 2010. So while you think of defense, you think of Shim Beckler, you think of Woody Hayes, you think of Cooper, you think of defense, we haven't had a total stay under this 46 and a half since 2010. That's a long time, and your guess was well done. Although, you take a look at these two teams this year, Michigan is number one nationally in scoring defense, and Ohio State is number two nationally in scoring defense. So, again, reasons to look to the under, but history tells us otherwise. Again, Michigan's given up nine per, and Ohio State's given up 9.3 per. However... Even with Ohio State playing their best ball heading to Ann Arbor, I'll give you three distinct advantages for Michigan this year. Okay. One, we're going to start with special teams. And when I tell you Ohio State special teams are a disaster, they're disastrous. Like, I have no clue the coordinator has to go because every aspect and facet of their special teams have been a disaster. And a game like this where you're sitting three, three and a half slim margins are decided by special teams. So that's number one, Michigan, a big advantage. Number two, Michigan's defensive front against a very inconsistent Ohio state offensive line. Matthew Jones has been rock solid for Ohio state. Other than that, that's it constantly up and down. Michigan specifically on the inside of that defensive front should be able to push Ohio State around. That's big in the trenches. And number three, it's Michigan's run game. 
These are the three reasons Michigan not only covers three and a half, but I think they whoop Michigan, excuse me, Ohio State in Ann Arbor this Saturday. It's Michigan's run game. When teams have committed to running, and Knowles is a tremendous defensive coordinator, but when teams have committed to running against this Ohio State team, they can. To the tune of Notre Dame goes for over 170, and Rutgers went for 232 on the ground because they committed to the run. What does Michigan want to do? Michigan didn't attempt the pass in the second half against Penn State. Michigan is absolutely going to pummel Ohio State with the run game. And another thing you may want to look into, my assumption is you're the first half whiz and first quarters as well. Ohio State has this year perpetually been a slow starting team. If they start slowly on Saturday in Ann Arbor, it's curtains. So again, three reasons. Special teams, advantage Michigan. Michigan's defensive front against a shaky or at least an up-and-down offensive front of Ohio State. And Michigan's run game, when a concerted effort is made, you can run all over this Ohio State defense and then the slow starts. Those are the three, plus the slow starts, the fourth reason Michigan is going to win this Saturday in Ann Arbor and cover the three and a half. Yeah, a slow starts, by the way, for Ohio State against bad teams. Like, they let Maryland hang around. Like, Correct. Maryland, who barely squeaked by against Nebraska, who has zero quarterback play. Uh, before I get to some of the things that jumped out to me, I agree with every single thing you said. In fact, I think the worst unit on the field in this game is Ohio State's offensive line. And that's going to be the key to the game. Uh, another thing that we, you did not mention there, though, is Jim Harbaugh will not be on the sidelines part of his suspension. He met with the media yesterday and was asked about the team dealing with what's going on and all the outside noise. It's like, it's like the Ted Lasso show, you know, um, believe. And what comes out of that is believe. And I'm just so proud, just so proud of our team. Despite that noise, our locker room's in one piece. And uh, like Ted, for me, locker rooms, a lot like my mom's bathing suits. I'd like to see him in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he is a legitimate psychopath, and he's super weird, but that's authentic because he's just odd. And I'm going to tell you something. I shouldn't have laughed, but I laughed at the one-piece bathing suit line. It's not terrible. It's a good bit. It's a good bit. But Jim Harbaugh definitely wears tidy whities too, by the way. Definitely a tidy white. 100%. Like, there's no 100%. doubt in my mind. Uh, look, I think everything points to Michigan covering what is now a short number. Like, you have to jump. If you're jumping in now, you're jumping in on Michigan. Even the six. I think they, they were going to cover the six. They are the superior team. And I know a lot of people want to look to Maryland and how they let the Terps hang around a week ago. That's a classic sandwich spot. Impossible spot for Michigan. Just a classic sandwich spot. spot. You've got Penn State the week before. You've got Ohio State after that. I've noticed it more this year than ever. Teams with a big game coming out the week prior, they're a little flatter. They're a little more vanilla. And that's what we saw from the Wolverines. Uh, Another key on the defensive side, Michigan's allowing teams to complete just 54% of their passes. Go look at Kyle McCord's game logs. Well, I think Kyle McCord's actually been better than people are giving him credit for this year. He's made a lot of fourth quarter throws when he's had to. His lowest completion percentage of the year was 56.8% against Notre Dame, and that was their closest game of the season. So I think there's a lot pointing to Michigan being able to get to him and disrupt him a little bit. And also for the undertalk. Michigan plays at the second slowest pace in college football. The only team that plays slower than them is Air Force. 
Ohio State's not looking to run it up either now with this the, their new style of offense with McCord under center. They're outside of the top 80 in the way they pay, uh, pace a play. I think a lot of points to the under, but even more points to Michigan. And I think J.J. McCarthy, they've been saving all everything they're dialing up in the passing game for this game right here. We will see him use his arm if he has to in the fourth quarter. So you've got Michigan covering the three and a half. Absolutely. And I, by the way, I went into this wanting to bet Ohio State. I of just I thought there were vibes about them. I wanted to take the points because it's a rivalry game. No, not this year. Jim Har by the way, Jim Harbaugh not on the sidelines. I think we discussed it when it first happened on the show. We didn't think it mattered much in the, f the first couple games because most of his work as the head coach is done in the lead up to it. Now in this game, where it could come down to a coaching decision late in the game, do you think his absence is greater? No, 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 no. Again, this is the Big Ten hedged their bet with the suspension when they allowed Jim Harbaugh to coach up until the game. That's it. The conversation's done. His impact on the sideline during the game means absolutely nothing. As a matter of fact, I'd flip it like we talked about here on Sharp Money and tell you it's an advantage. These kids love the edge. They love having the motivation. Again, the coaching lead up, that runway is what matters. And if you don't think those Michigan coaches aren't in that locker room telling these kids, Ohio State's the one who put out this attack on you and your coaching staff. They're the ones saying we're cheating. Go show them that we're not the cheaters. We're going to beat them straight up. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. Thanksgiving week. Lots to be thankful for as we welcome you in. Plenty of football that includes college football rivalry week as we. We're going to bring in Brock Vereen, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Now, we made an executive decision, Dustin and I. We decided Brock is way too handsome when we bring him on Skype. So we're going to keep him on the phone so we can kind of show off here our looks and not be overshadowed by Big Ten Network analyst, CBS Sports, NFL, college football analyst. You can see him on that other pregame show on CBS Sports Network on Sundays. Of course, you can hear him. With the calls and the analysis on the Big Ten Network this weekend, he's got Indiana at Purdue. We say what's cracking to our buddy Brock Vereen. Hi, Brock. How are you? I'm doing great now that my wife is five feet from me listening to this and just heard the compliments, and uh, she can't tell me nothing the rest of the day. <laughs> That's right. Hey, and congratulations. You're still married. We, we're proud of you, I'm still Brock. married. We're, we're still going <laughs> yeah. strong. Still going strong. <laughs> Now, you mentioned, and of course, you're going to be on that Indiana-Purdue call this weekend. Uh, we will discuss the game because their gambling is allowed. You said you're going to have the Ohio State-Michigan game on the iPad. Can we start there, if you don't mind? It's Michigan laying three and a half. This has been a crazy ride as far as the number. This got all the way up, Brock, to Michigan laying six, and now it's back down to wow. three and a half. Let's start with the handicap here. I've got a lot of advantages in Michigan's corner. Where do you come out on this Ohio State-Michigan matchup? So here, Here's how I see the game going, and I've spent an unhealthy amount of time rattling this in my head. Um, Ohio State is not a fast-starting team. It's just not who they are this year, and that's fine. I know it puts their fans in a panic because they're used to scoring 50 points a game. Kyle McCord is guilty of not being C.J. Stroud or Justin Fields. Sorry, but he's fine. But 
what Ryan Day and Brian Hartline are, are there, if there was a, an award for the best second half adjustments, they would win it. Like not, not even in college football, they make better halftime adjustments than anyone in sports for 2023. Um, I, I see Michigan going into half with the lead. We'll, we'll call it 10 to six, something like that. If Michigan is not winning by more than 13 points at halftime, which they won't be, I see Ohio State making adjustments and coming back in the second half, and it's Marvin Harrison Jr. time. Uh, he, he's been unstoppable. And while Will Johnson is a sophomore corner from Michigan, future first-round pick, this guy is unbelievable. Hasn't had the year that they probably were hoping he would have, and Marvin Harrison Jr. will have time. Um, so, slow start by Ohio State. Second half is all Travion Henderson and Marvin Harrison Jr. for the Ohio State win, and Ryan Day will get no credit because Harbaugh's not there. <laughs> Talk about Kyle McCord a little bit more, Brock, because – I'm with you. I think because of the C.J. Stroud factor, he's kind of getting unfairly criticized, whereas every time he's had to make a big throw in the fourth quarter, he's come through for them. What do you see from Kyle McCord that you like, and maybe what do you see that you don't like right now from him? Here, so here's the thing with Kyle McCord, right? Yes, on, on paper, he is an older guy, but he's inexperienced, and he enters the game, and for the really the whole first half, if the picture he's expecting to see post-snap is what he's expecting, he's fine. The problem is, um, mentally, defensive coordinators have the advantage over him in the first half. He, 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 he doesn't pick up on coverages as fast as Ryan Day and Brian Hartline probably would want, but that's fine. But that's why he's so good in the second half, because from a confidence standpoint, from a time-to-throw standpoint, at, after the half, they're saying, okay, they're lining up like this, they're playing this. They're lining up like this, they're playing this. And Ryan Day gets him right. Physically, he's fine. He's capable of making any throw. He's athletic enough. I, I, I know the ankle has been bothering him a little bit, but he, he's, he, he's athletic enough to extend the pocket. It's just the mental side of things that he's a step behind on. But when you have Emeka Buka to your left, Cade Stover right next to you, Trayvon Henderson behind you, and Marvin Harrison Jr. to your right, you don't have to be that far ahead of the game mentally. That'll come next year. Um, so that's, that's the quote-unquote issue with Kyle McCord, which honestly, as great as his defense is playing, it's not an issue at all. So just to clarify, you've got Ohio State winning straight up in Ann Arbor on Saturday, Brock. I have Ohio State winning straight up. I have Michigan winning at half, them making adjustments, and this is where Harbaugh's absence is a factor. Um, I feel Sharon Moore can ride off of emotion in the first half. I feel that when it comes down to X's and O's coaching, there's no one better than Ryan Day, and I have them winning the game. Beautiful. Our buddy Brock Vereen joining us, Big Ten Network, CBS Sports. You mentioned Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, Again, I know how special he is. Is he far and away the best wide receiver in the country? We always look at the draft market. Like Romo Dunze and Neighbors, you can throw some others. This is a very talented class. Do you have Harrison Jr. like head and shoulders as the best wide receiver in this class? I do, but that doesn't mean that the second, third, and fourth wide receiver taken won't also 
can't also make a similar impact in the NFL. Um, if you have the second pick, I'm sorry, if, if you have a top 10 pick and you want a receiver and Harrison Jr. is gone, um, I, I feel Keon Coleman is also in that conversation, depending yeah. on if you already have some speed in your wide receiver room and you just want to uh, go up and, and get it, guys. But in regards to Marvin Harrison Jr., it's, it's, it's unbelievable. He is a slot receiver and a possession receiver all in one. I mean, I could talk about this for, for three hours straight. And he, he, he can toggle it back and forth. He comes off the line of scrimmage sees how they're going to play him. Are, are, are they going to play him physically like a possession guy or are they going to bail like, like he's a speed guy? And he switches to the other. I know that, that that's not painting the clearest picture, um, but his, the, the easiest way to sum it up is play to play. He can be a slot receiver who's faster than you, or he can be a Keenan Allen, uh, Mike Evans, and just put his body on you. And I, I genuinely don't know if there's a comparison. The, the, the Calvin Johnson comparison makes sense because Calvin Johnson is one of the best to do it. I get it. I, I, I genuinely don't know if there's a receiver that's played football that you can compare to him. And the scariest thing about the Harrison Jr. family, if you talk to him, he's the first one to tell you his younger brother, who's still in high school, is better. So be nervous. <laughs> Scary. He Harrison's 40 to one to win the Heisman. Now, I think that means they've narrowed it down to Daniels, Knicks and Penix because he's the fourth shot on the board. But Brock, I mean, yeah. you seem as high on him as I, I do. I think he has a very strong case for the best player in college football, which is what this award is supposed to be. One, do you have a vote for the Heisman? And two, do you think there's a case for Harrison? I don't have a vote for the Heisman yet. Um, ask me in two years. I, I think <laughs> things are trending the right way. Um, but if I did have a vote for the Heisman this year, it is Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, unless uh, unless uh, Jaden Daniels. I, I see. I okay. Jaden Daniels is the most fun player to watch. But if Marvin Harrison Jr. has a two touchdown performance, like I'm expecting him to have Saturday, I mean, go, going off against what people consider the best defense in the country. Like what, what, what more do you want? I mean, he, he, he did it against Penn state injured against Notre Dame. So I, I can't really hold that against him. Um, but it, it kind of goes back to the Cal McCord thing too. Now the Heisman is a team award as they say, and whether Cal McCord's quarterbacking hurts his chances or helps his chances kind of depends who you, who you look, I'm sorry, how you look at it. Um, do I believe they will give it to him? Not without a two-touchdown, 180-yard performance. Brock Vereen, join us here, Sharp Money. Does Okay, so Michigan, Ohio State, where do you put them as far as Georgia, Oregon? I, I've got Georgia, Oregon maybe a, a tad ahead of them. I'd like to hear your rankings with those teams. I would say, well, I, I, I agree with your uh, predisposition of having Washington um, at five or six. I, I, I agree with that. I understand the head-to-head. -head. Uh, this Oregon team is a different team. This Washington, Washington team is a different team. I have Georgia one, and I feel there's a significant gap before Ohio State, who I have at two. Um, I would put Oregon at three and Michigan at four, but I'm not mad if you have that flip. Um, the, the same way that this Alabama team has just become, has just become an entirely different unit in the last month. 
Oregon is just like that as well. Uh, I feel that Ohio State not putting up a million points a week, we, we, we've just come accustomed to that. So we feel this as a step backwards. It's not a step backwards. They're just winning differently. They're, they're a defensively-led team. And because um, the slow starts of McCord are such a big story, because Marvin Harrison Jr. being incredible is a big story, their defense being incredible times a million um, is just not as interesting of a talking point. This, 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 this defense is no joke. Brock Vereen, he's going to be for the Big Ten Network on the Indiana-Purdue call. I'll have the volume up on that game. Maybe I'll look into Ohio State-Michigan, but I'll have that on mute. <laughs> of course, the Big Ten Network, the other pregame show on CBS, doing a great job. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your wife and your family, and thanks for the time, Brock. Appreciate you. Anytime, fellas. You guys have a good one. Okay, you too. Indiana-Purdue, Ohio State-Michigan. Look, I'll try to figure it out. We didn't even get into the most disrespectful line of the weekend. Wisconsin's laying two and a half at his Minnesota squad Wisconsin this weekend. St- Wisconsin stinks. How are they laying points at Minnesota? Iron Bowl. You know the number there? Jordan Hare. 14 and a half, 15, Alabama laying it. And they will breeze. Also, when we were t- wait till you hear what Tom Brady had to say. It's a joke. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network, as we welcome you back just two days out from Thanksgiving. Plenty to do, hour three. And you know what we're going to do right now? I'm Patrick Maher, Dustin Sweetelson. We're going to welcome in our buddy Adam Burke, and then we're going to welcome you in to our Friendsgiving because right now we're having an impromptu Friendsgiving. That's what they say. Like, for example, I am going to hang out. Mm, I'm like 20% sure I'm going to hang out on Thanksgiving. My sister has uh, this gay couple that invited me over. Super nice guys for Thanksgiving. I don't know anybody at the party, Adam Burke. There's going to be 
close to 100 people there, and I might show up as a stranger. They're calling it a Friendsgiving. Now, what we're doing here with you, me, and Dustin, we're all legitimate friends. We're going to have a little Friendsgiving, and we're going to talk some sports betting. Let's start with odds on me actually leaving the house on Thursday and going to a stranger's house. You guys want to set the number? Yes, 10 to 1. <laughs> I keep on thinking, like I replied yes. Yeah, so I'm try, I try to be ethical. So if I don't go, it's, it's gonna, I'm going to be a jerk. So I kind of put pressure on myself. Adam, I'm replied yes. But when it comes down to it, I'm essentially agoraphobic, so I like to sit inside and not see human beings. It's going to be a rough one on, th on Thursday. I mean, if, if you're one of 100, then I don't think there's as much pressure on you to go, even though you RSVP'd yes. I mean, if there's going to be 100 people there, then that's a lot of people already. Do you know how impossible? Let's say 100 is a stretch. That's, but I, I saw people saying right. yes. It, it was like, no, it was like closer to maybe 70. Do you know how I 70 friends? I swear to you. Do you know how three they do friends. it every year? They've done it every they've done this party every year for 20 years. And it just keeps getting bigger every year. Like they keep on like how am I supposed to go and hang out with 70 people and introduce myself to 69 other people? That's an impossibility. It's not That's it, a lot. It's overwhelming. Also, like, I don't know, like the 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 to be like the only person who doesn't know everyone. That would, I can't handle that. Also, I hate small talk. I hate meaningless small talk. Yes. Like, where are you from? What do you do? Weather, you doing gas that? prices. Yeah, I, I don't need that in my life. I, I, think, I, think you're more than, I think you're more than 10 to 1 to go at this point, now that we've talked through it a little more. Also, it's yeah, a free, you guys, we're off, right? We're not working. We didn't know we weren't going to be working. So it's like, it's a free day. Do you want to waste your free day getting to know people that you're never going to see again? <laughs> Well, I mean, I think that's what being a human being is about. I'm supposed to go there, meet people, maybe add now, some new friends to the arsenal. They, they Here's the thing that's going to be hard women, to do. Though. They promised to attract Yeah, there women. are supposed to be cute girls there. That's Here's the thing that's hard to do. It's hard to live wager when you're hanging out with 69 other people that don't know anything. Like, they don't care about sports. They certainly won't be sports betting. So how am I going to sit there and live wager on the three games on Thanksgiving when nobody's – the game's not even going to be on? Yeah. I think that's a big issue. I think that, that, that's issue number two. One is having to talk to people. Two is you can't watch the games. Or, you know what? That's your excuse. You know what, guys? I appreciate the invite, but I'm realizing I have to talk about these games on my show on Friday. So I really have to pay attention and, and take a lot of notes, a lot of details. Got to be able to pause okay. and rewind the game. I mean, honestly, right. you, you, at I'm that out. point, you could just say I have to work. Yeah, I'm out. All right, now I feel bad, but I got to write the people. But may maybe say, couple. could you show me pick the Instagram profiles of the the top five women? Not no, no, that you think no. Are be there I'm that a, are I'm a 45 year old man. I'm not debating whether or not I'm going to spend Thanksgiving with strangers. No, it's not about no, 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 It's not about are. you. I want them to send to you so you can send to me because I might come up there if they're that good looking. There's no chance you'll come either. You're lazier than I am. <laughs> All right. Uh, Berkey's got a bunch up. Managing editor, of course, over at VEASAN. It's great to see Adam Burke. He's got a bunch up over at VEASAN right now, including a primer on Survivor and where everything stands. You've got college basketball plays and a little maction. So let's start there. Yes, there is football tonight. Yes, it is a terrible conference. However, you can bet it. Eastern Michigan, Buffalo. This number right now, Berkey. Buffalo's laying five, hosting Eastern. 37 and a half. When I think of Eastern Michigan, I think of Charlie Batch. 
You guys remember Charlie Batch? Mm -hmm. Steelers legend. Okay. Yeah. You don't awesome. remember Charlie Anything Batch? Anything on this game? I do remember Charlie Batch, yeah. yeah. Charlie Batch was drafted from Eastern by the Lions. He, we, we thought he was going to be our savior. He then went on to become a, I don't know, 12-year backup to Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. That Charlie Batch. He had a but long career. He's not there, there was a point where, like, I feel like Pittsburgh had, like, three viable backup quarterbacks. And he was one of them. Fair enough. Tommy Adam, Maddox got to take on Eastern Michigan Buffalo tonight. Yeah, this number was a little bit better yesterday. It was more like six, six and a half. But I, I think Eastern Michigan is the play tonight. I mean, first of all, they're playing for something. Buffalo's not playing for anything. Eastern Michigan can get to six wins here in tonight's game. But honestly, I just thought a six, six and a half point head start was too much with the weather tonight. Really bad weather in Buffalo. Not a surprise. We're getting closer to winter. But it's going to be really windy there. And neither team is particularly good offensively. But I think Buffalo is a little bit more pass-reliant than Eastern Michigan is. So I think a little bit of a head start. And also, if you have something to play for in bad weather, you're less apt to be annoyed with being out there. So I think Eastern Michigan getting the points here tonight is the way to look. Adam, as a VEASAN senior lead executive MAC expert, according to Bill AD, uh, curious, how would you grade the season of Maction we've gotten this year? Because I got to tell you, normally I get pretty excited about it. It feels like it's been a bad year of Tuesday Maction. Yeah, I mean, the conference is really, really bad. And the conference has been bad for a long time. That's really nothing new. But I think something that really hurts the Mac at this point in time is anybody who stands out on a roster is going to get a bag from some bigger program from an NIL standpoint. So it really, really waters down the talent pool for the Mid-American Conference. And it's just something that they're going to have to deal with. I mean, it's one of those things lately where, you know, Toledo's been consistently good, but the team that wins the East Division is usually the best defensive team, which is the case this year with Miami of Ohio, and their offense isn't any good. So it's not an exciting conference. It's not a good conference. And another part of the problem is all the teams in the middle are so inconsistent that, to me, I think it's a really hard league to bet at this point in time because you get these one-off performances from everybody kind of on a week-to-week -week basis that makes it really hard from a predictability standpoint to know anything about this conference. Yeah, the offenses and the Mac are inept, to say the least. We've got, of course, three games, Adam, across the NFL on Thanksgiving, but we also have a college game. And Ole Miss, now Ole Miss coming off the butt-whooping from Georgia. They're at Mississippi State. And Mississippi State, a little turnover, obviously, with the head coach. Ole Miss is laying doubles. Right now, we've got 10 showing at DraftKings with Ole Miss laying it and 55 and a half. Yeah, tough game here. I mean, you know, I think it's going to be pretty emotional in Stark Vegas as well because the last game that Mike Leach coached was this rivalry game last year where Mississippi State did end up winning the Egg Bowl 24-22. Look, there's a couple of things to think about here. As you mentioned, I mean, Ole Miss getting their doors blown off last week. You've got to think that they want to rally to some degree here and also get some revenge off of last year's game. And the second thing is for Mississippi State, their quarterback, Will Rogers, just came back last week. Missed, I believe, six weeks. Uh, came back last week against Southern Miss. They won the game. They scored 41 points. It was Will, deceptive. Will Rogers didn't play well at all whatsoever in that mm -hmm. game. The backup was terrible while he was gone, too. But Rogers last week, 12 of 27, 144, did have a couple of touchdowns. Look, I mean, this is a kid that's passed for over 12,000 yards in that program, but he didn't look at all like that guy last week. Of course, they fired Zach Arnett a couple of weeks ago. I think it's Ole Miss or nothing in this game, despite the way that the line has moved down to 10 uh, over the last 24 hours. I, I'm with Adam here. I like Ole Miss this week. I, it, look, they fired Arnett a week ago. 
and the bounce back from that was they barely covered against Southern Miss. I, I was paying close attention because it was part of an eight-team parlay that came down to the last leg and I hedged and I made money on it. It didn't come through all the way. But I, had to, I needed this game early on to cash. And Southern Miss is bad. Shout out to my guy, Will Hall, the head coach. I do love him. But they are not very good. And if they were going to bounce back off the Arnett firing, it was last week. On the other side with Ole Miss, they're playing for Kiffin's job. Patrick and I come down on opposite sides of this, Adam. Do you think Ole Miss can do better than Lane Kiffin? Oh, that's a good question. I think they can. But, See, at, what Patrick but at what cost? It, it would be a very, very significant cost, I think, to do better than Lane Kiffin. But also, Lane I Kiffin mean, is... again, like, what's the ceiling at Ole Miss, right? I mean, th if they win this game, they're 10-2 and two with their two losses to Alabama and Georgia. Like, that's a really good year, I think. I don't know if you could expect more, much more than that. That's fair. I, I was just thinking, like, again, give somebody else an opportunity to go 8-5 and five at Ole Miss. Like, Lane has had that's fair too. opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Now, this year, this year a little bit different, but did we expect anything differently in Athens last week? He was outwitted. His team was completely outplayed. I don't know. Uh, again, he, he's had opportunity after opportunity, bailed on Tennessee after one year. Obviously, the disaster at USC where he had just so much talent and underachieved. And now we'll miss. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's there is a ceiling, obviously, in Oxford. Um, let's start with the handicap of Ohio State, Michigan. Then we can come back and discuss it. Of course, an Ohio native there, Adam Burke. This number has been a steamy roller coaster. So, again, we got all the way up to Michigan Lane 6, and now we're sitting 3.5. 46.5 is interesting on the total because we haven't seen this game go under that total since 2010. We'll start with the handicap Ohio State, Michigan, and Ann Arbor, and we'll come back and continue, Adam. Yeah, unfortunately, Amal Shaw not here to maybe back me up on some of my Ohio State thoughts, but I have this game, Michigan minus two. I have Ohio State a half-point favorite on a neutral here. And actually, about one and a half-point favorite on a neutral. I have not been impressed with Michigan at all over the last couple of weeks. I thought that from a physicality standpoint, Penn State actually matched up really well against them. Obviously, they didn't play well at all last week against Maryland. It's not because Harbaugh is not on the sideline. I think it's just because maybe this Michigan team isn't as great as what they did early in the season, kind of blowing out teams. Also, I don't think the Big Ten is that good, to be totally honest with you. But I think Ohio State has at least played against some decent games against decent opponents, and they got the job done. Michigan got the job done as well. But I've soured on the Wolverines here over the last couple of weeks over their last two data points. I feel a lot better about Ohio State now than I did three, four weeks ago. I think you're being kind to the Big Ten and saying it's not very good. That that conference stinks. It's not Mac bad, but the Big Ten is terrible. When we come back, I've got three reasons Michigan rolls over Ohio State. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.